Good afternoon and welcome back to Business Shakers here on DRN1. For our new listeners and those that don't know me, my name is Bronwyn Lundestead and I'm the one asking the questions that we all want to know in your business and how to do things better. My guest today is Kyle Sporides from Soul Grazing Photography. Welcome, Kyle, and thank you for joining me today. No worries. Thank you very much for having me, Bronwyn. I appreciate you having me on and sorry about that tongue twister right at the start. (laughs) I'm having a bit of fun with names lately. So um, just a shout out to our live viewers today. Everyone out there on Facebook, uh, send us through your love and I'm pretty sure that Kyle will be happy to answer any questions. So send us some text messages and I'm sure we'll be able to crawl up to the screens and have a look to see what their questions are. Yes. So since starting the show, I've had the honour of speaking to an incredible amount of business owners and entrepreneurs and the feedback is, well, interesting. It, it, It is actually very interesting. So what makes the feedback interesting? My, my purpose of doing this show is to empower business owners. And I want to shake things up on how you run and view your business. So basically shaking the BS around a little bit, which is why it's business shakers. Yes. Um, I'm a firm believer that we can always learn from someone. It is our, our own personal choice to use and ultimately reject that information. So when speaking with various professions, because the guests that we are speaking with do come from a diverse range of backgrounds, and my aim is to encompass everybody. I have found that our listeners, and yes, that is you, uh, have asked for detail-specific tips and tricks on how to do things in your business. Because I value feedback and what you want, I'm giving you the specific how-tos for your business. So my guest for this fine Sunday afternoon is definitely does have a story to tell, and I can't wait to share his story with you all. I was introduced to Kyle a few weeks ago, and I'm absolutely mesmerized and truthfully by his passion and tenacity for what he does and the story behind it all. We also have super, super exciting information to share about Kyle and I am going to be the one that does the spoiler alert. I am that person. <laughs> That's you. Uh, so Kyle comes from Soul Grazing Photography. Uh, his aim is to capture the essence of the soul through captivating portraits that tell a story. At the end of the day, your business is telling a story and he wants to tell that story for you. He does work with corporate and commercial and does focus on making your brand stand out from competitors through powerful visuals and working cohesively to reflect your brand identity. So, Kyle, have I left anything out? No, that's a pretty good intro. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, tell us, who are you? Who are you? The beloved who are you question. Yes, it is. (laughs) For me, look, I'm just a curious kid, you know, who is looking for, I guess, answers in my own life, seeking for a greater purpose, seeking for, you know, to push through those thresholds in my life and be able to have more value to give to other people. That's, you know, who I am at my heart core. I'm someone who has, like many probably teenagers, have blocked out all those emotions and those other things that we didn't allow ourselves to open up to. And I've now, through own physical sort of um, journey and, and spiritual journey, I've been able to now decide to open that up for the rest of my life and live with an open heart. Okay. Now, your start of your entrepreneurial journey, how did that start? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I studied uh, in a diploma of photo imaging and that was where I kind of started out and really put, put, um, put pen to paper. But before that, I was just taking photographs of my phone. You know, I was just, I don't know what it was. I just had this this desire to just capture moments, you know, light hitting the side of tr- um, a tree or a building or, 
or a homeless person kind of in a setting, you know, near a Lamborghini or something and just like working on the contrasts of, of you know, the scene, the environment, lights and also the moment and the emotion in the image. So it was something that was driving me from inside and I didn't know why I wanted to do it, but I just, I had to, like I, you know, I would have pushed a nun out the way to get a photograph. Just joking, PG. <laughs> uh, I, I was very keen on it. That's all I can say. So what was your motivation? Uh, well, to be honest, I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's something, uh, my uncle, he's a very highly successful photographer in Australia and he talks about the eye and he talks about when you have the eye, when you have the eye, you can see the world in a different way and you capture it in that certain way. So you see elements come together and a combination, generally it's a combination of light, um, subject and moment, you know, so the right moment or the emotion. And when you see things come together, you just have this desire to just capture it you know like yep. i would have loved to be 100 years in the future where my eye could just take photographs yeah yeah i'd have a i'd have a great catalog so with your journey have you had to look out for opportunities to take your business to the next level or has everything just come to you at the right moments yeah i mean definitely opportunities have come to me at the right moments but what i haven't realized is that i haven't actually i've been seeking it subconsciously so you know i might be denying it or pushing it away or saying oh no I can't really you know do photography or I can't really do this I can't really do that and in that something deep inside me has wanted to go down this journey and so the right timing the right people the right challenges the right confrontations has led me on my journey with photography I was very interested in like fine I was interested in landscape and fine art and you know there's so many different mediums so I was very interested but then I had to realize okay I need to turn this into a business. Yeah, like yeah, if I want to fill my belly and, and pay my rent, I need to find a way to make this a business. So, um, I actually probably when it probably really started spiking up for me was when I moved to Perth, Western Australia, from Sydney. Okay, so how long ago was that? That was about four and a half years ago. So I've had my business for six years, um, and I mean, towards the end of my diploma, I was getting jobs. So people were coming up to me, and and I was getting jobs through my family networks. But that was kind of gifted to me, so I didn't really understand how business runs. You know, okay. I was just, oh, yep, I'll do that job. I'll get an ABN. I'll so when I came to Perth, I hit the ground running and really tried to make my business succeed because that was one of the reasons I was like, let me move out of my comfort zone, out of my grandparents' house. Let me try and see, you know, what I can kind of create on my own. So that was my big sort of challenge, and my business was a part of that. And I found pretty early on that if you're if you're not born in Perth, then you're not really from Perth. Like you know, you, to try and get in those connections, to try and build those solid business relationships, you need to really be known. You know, yep. here. So I, I love that about Perth. It's got the country town vibe, um, but I wasn't quite the country town kid. I was the city slicker from Sydney. Okay, so you've had to go and do a lot of networking to actually grow. Yes, yeah, the big N-word, that's been a big, big plus for me. Um, it really helped me out. I mean, because I was out kind of doing cold calling, visiting people, and I didn't quite know probably how to leverage off the interaction. Yep. So that's where networking kind of opened the doors for me, and that's where I realised, wow, you know, there's there's strategies, there's ways you can actually talk to people and then be interested in you, you know, you don't blast them. I think a lot of people when they first get into business, they've got this great little baby or they've got this thing that they've nurtured and they just go, bang, let me just smack people in the you know, throat with this and then it doesn't come off well. So I think it's really about building relationships, working out what you can give, how you can help, where you can assist and if you know someone else that, that can assist with that, um, it really builds your reputation. 
Okay. Now, just going with your business and how you started with everything, you do have a story behind it. Um, with the eye and how you capture everything, how did that come about? Yeah, so probably where I first started to get into taking portraits and be really interested was towards the end of my diploma. And I was taking photographs of my grandparents and they were the most photographed models <laughs> in town. And they, you know, for people from our age, we, we, we know what it's like to be photographed, but for them, they were like, you know, my grandfather said, oh God, Kyle, another one, another one. And it was at one of those points where I took this image of him and he's an architect. He was looking out over his, um, over his view and like just outside, just uh, towards the veranda of his house and he had light side light, so one light hitting from the back, one light hitting from the front, um, just natural light from the window. And I was talking to him for about an hour, and then eventually there was just this moment of pause. And he, to my my knowledge, to my understanding, he revealed his soul. He revealed something deep within him. And I took the photograph at the right time, captured that. And that photograph has been the image that he's been known by. So okay. a couple of years ago when he, when he passed, I was over in Sydney and the whole family were saying where's that image where's that image because that's him that's Clivey we need it on everything we need so I didn't realize how much gravity that image had but it was just the process of talking to someone sitting with them for about an hour and then waiting for them to just lose a little bit of the reality of where they are and just go deep within and just capturing that moment wow so we'll be back after the short break where we will find out more about what started Kyle's journey on photography Welcome back to Business Shakers. We are here with Kyle Spiridis. Yoo-hoo, I got Woo. it right. Well done. <laughs> soul gazing photography. Okay, so we're speaking about about Kyle's photography business and how he got started into it and his passion behind the whole business, the vision and the story behind it. So um, why did you choose photography and soul gazing photography? Why, why that name? Yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess the fir- to answer the first question, I think photography chose me. Um, I just, yeah, had a passion in it and I just, I didn't know why, but I wanted to capture moments. And soul gazing photography really came about from me finishing my diploma and, and, and doing that, um, that, that project where I was taking portraits of my whole family. I was taking portraits of my whole family in my grandparents' house and I would sit with them for a couple hours, you know, say, say with my, my grandparents and... The grandkids, they were a lot easier at showing their soul. They were a lot you know, quicker to kind of show who they truly were and, and you know, what they <laughs> also a lot e- quicker to tell me what they truly think. Like my one younger cousin who said, all right, Kyle, this is the last photograph, you know, and she was about five, so she had, she had a bit of sass, you know, but <laughs> so she was bringing out her personality, you know. Yeah, children are quite very honest, very honest. <laughs> yes, which is good, which is good. And, um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, a couple of moments later, I took this photograph of her kind of looking out over the – um, landscape and like the rain drops and then the sunset reflecting so I was behind the glass so I didn't I didn't have a tight knit this is what I'm doing this is the scale of the image this is the lighting we're going to use it was all about the subject and all about the person and trying to capture their soul and so teenagers like my teenage cousins I found that a lot harder they've got a bit of a veil up they've got a you know that they're, they're working out who they are but definitely my grandchildren and grandparents um, I was able to capture their soul um, a lot easier do you find that with taking photography, that veil, is that on business owners when they come to you and say, we want a photo taken? Do you have to navigate your way through all of that? 100%, yes. So genuinely, no matter how um, how they kind of come across or tell them, oh, no, I'm really good in photo, you know, 
everyone has a bit of a veil because because it's quite an intrusive sort of action. Yep. Um, I get told, you know, most 99% of the time, like, oh, you know, I don't take a good photograph. I hate taking my photo. So, yes, there's a lot of management. There's probably – my grandmother was a counsellor, so I lived, you know, with the counsellor and I, I kind of understood how – how um how much value she added to um, her clients and i think there's a lot of accessory to just being a photography you have to really calm the person down you have to get them to a you know certain place then you have to evoke different things in them yep because at the end of the day the image or any artwork is supposed to evoke something in the viewer mm-hmm. so we have to pull something out of that that person you know um, whether it's their their joy their laughter their happiness their determination in the image whatever that subject is and what their what their business is you really have to pull that out of them is there sort of a time frame that that actually happens or do you just work until you get it so yeah to be honest i think i think because i'm quite a spontaneous person and i can say i wouldn't say outrageous things but i can i can you know get, get things flowing pretty quickly on um i'm able to get reactions out of people mm-hmm. and that can be straight off the bat. They can be open and suddenly, you know, they've come with the veil, but then I say a joke or something and suddenly they're showing me their full colours and they're opening up and that's the first few images. And then later on it could be like the last images of the whole shoot. We finally got there. We finally got them to open up a little bit more. So there's no direct timeline on it. It really depends on the person and how comfortable they feel. You've got to make them feel comfortable. So would you prefer working in a studio or out and abouts? I love working out and abouts and, you know, especially with content and, and so many business owners using stock imagery for the websites to fill out imagery on the website, you know, white backgrounds. Um, I just like to get, you know, in, in the city, you know, so if you're a local business owner and you're at a cafe, you know, helping out a client with say some strategy in their business, like that just has so much more raw elements to it that, that make people want to maybe connect to it or like oh i know that cafe and then maybe they're a little bit more interested while they're looking at your photos okay yeah all right so just because it's all about bs in business what is a myth that you've encountered that is total bs about running a business yeah so i mean <laughs> there's plenty of bs i mean <laughs> simply put <laughs> simply put sorry very direct there sorry for the bs uh, the, the, the pg the pg listeners um yeah no uh, i think for me, when I first started, uh, uh, you know, a business plan just didn't work for me. And I'm not saying it doesn't work for anybody listening. You know, it, it can definitely work. But for me, I was moving at such a rapid rate and I was trying to discover myself. I was trying to discover what, what my content was going to be, who I was going to photograph, what elements I was going to pull out. And so I was moving at such a rapid rate that a business plan just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think I was trying to fail fast so that I could really learn lessons. So okay. having everything structured and organized and perfect from the outset just didn't make sense now i'm a very creative person so i've tried to bring that in later on but i think uh, you know the fact that you're going to know you're going to be able to plan everything out and everything's going to go to plan you're going to be able to know everything's going to happen i think that's a bit of bs i think we can all you know 2020 we can all understand is surely bs okay so just for other photographers because there's plenty of photographers that will be listening what advice would you have for them to, for them to start a business or if, if, even if they've got their business, what advice would you give to them? So number one advice would be experiment. Um, you know, and that's if you're a photographer or if you're any business person mm-hmm. or any soul on this earth really. But, you know, experiment, experiment and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are patient. You know, I was lucky enough to have grandparents who I could photograph relentlessly and I would, you know, and they were very kind and they were very patient with me. So because you're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, so I'd say experiment as much as you can and 
you know, really connect with people. That's going to be, you know, whether you're going to shoot products, you know, whether you're going to shoot something that's, you know, an inanimate object, object, make sure you're connecting with people because it's those relationships that really help your business flourish, especially when you're doing some photography and you're trying to capture something that someone's revealing, whether it's part of their personality, their soul or their product, you're trying to capture something that, that they're revealing to you. So you really have to work on that pe- those people skills. Okay. So another thing is, is running a phot- photographic business, is it hard? Is it easy? Because it's very creative. Everyone goes, yes, I can pick up a camera and take my own photo. How do you work with that? Look, uh, Bronwyn, I just want to be honest. Were we allowed to swell, uh, swear no, on here or no? no? no okay, no, sorry, no. sorry. <laughs> but I thought that answer deserves No, no, just joking, just joking. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I think um, it is difficult and you've got, to, you've got to have a strong mindset. Um, you've got to be able to um, roll with it and, 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 and understand really what, what your service is, what value you provide. You know, because I've helped people during 2020, I helped people um, – take photographs with their phone while while they were at home you know like i wanted their business to be able to continually have content you know so so helping them allowing them to see all right you know how do i get some window light in here so that it's nice and soft you know if i'm going to do a selfie if i have to do a selfie i'm going to make sure i'm really stretching my arm out there because this that that lens is just going to make my nose my schnoz look real big um you know so so yeah it, it, it is it is difficult and because things are changing so often um i think you have to be really on the pulse um but I think what, what happens in life is that anything that's really, really difficult is also really, really rewarding. Yep. So uh, I, I definitely find every day rewarding and the, it's just a, it's a tool that allows me to connect with people. Okay. Now, how does somebody actually benefit working with you? Well, working for, like as, as one of my clients? Yes. Yeah. Uh, value, 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 value and service. So at the end of the day, I'm here with a, a portal or a key to create amazing imagery for them so you know i've had clients that have come to me and they've said you know this um this well-known photographer you know he swore at us he was abusing us he was aggressive and you know he i think he's used to working with fashion models and if i see him i'm going to punch him in you know in the street and so for me those stories shock me because i feel like as a photographer you're accompanying the business owner to be able to create something that is their own identity and their business and their value to show to the world yep. so you really need to accompany them you know and so i'll find myself in some shoots where i'll have to take over quite a lot and then other shoots i'll have to really work in and, and pull back but i think that's the whole thing is to be able to be maneuverable you know be able to be flexible with the client so that you're getting the best images for them and for their business okay so what does a client actually expect when they work with you yeah, um, I guess they expect me to know what I'm going to do, know yeah. what I'm doing. Um, that would help. That, that, I mean, that, that's something I just found out the other night. No, 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 that, that, that's a strong point. Um, you know, they, they expect me to make them look better. So, um, you know, they, they oftentimes I'll come and say, oh, I want some blemishes removed or different sort of things. But I think deep down what they expect when they, they're not really telling me that, but deep down when they're, when they're saying, you know, I never take good image or, you know, I had one client who's just – launched her new business she's um in her 60s and her brother's a photographer and she's had photographs her whole life but she's even her brother said you're not photogenic you know you're terrible taking photographs she said oh no i'm terrible so she came with all that weight and all that heaviness and for me my mission was to capture an amazing photograph for her for her to put some money away from her business to invest and and 
potentially get a return on investment with those images. Yep. So for her to do that, she needs to have trust. So I think that's what a client is expecting when they hire a photographer is some trust. And they're also expecting that you're going to be able to create something for them they haven't had their entire life. Welcome back to Business Shakers. My name is Bronwyn and I'm here with Kyle Spirides. All right, so we're going into spoiler alert moments, but let's get a bit more background before the spoiler alert comes out. Um, so mindset, you've got a bit of a story about mindset and how this all develops. Can you share that with us? For sure. So for me, mindset has been the one foundation in my life and making sure that I have a strong mindset and strong principles and values that that, that maintain uh, the rest of my life to get me through. Um, from a young age, I've, I've experienced quite a few, um, how would I say, uh, changes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very early on, um, born in South Africa, came over to Australia um, when I was two and a half, then spent a few years in here, then I went and lived in Ireland for a little bit, then I lived in um, France for a little bit, then came back to Australia. And during that time, there were lots of other um, obstacles that I was overcoming. And yeah, through those, through the harder times, probably around my teenage years, it was probably about 14 and onwards, um, you know, it's very easy to see how someone can go down the wrong path in their life. And, you know, a few, a few, a few tweaks, a few turns, and you could really be hanging around with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong thing. Um, luckily enough, in my life, I had my grandparents my Australian grandparents, who funnily enough I'm not related to, but they really acted as my parents in my life. They were my foundation. They gave me, they really showed me um, unconditional love. They, you know, were kind. They had the patience. They had the time. Um, and they directed me through my life and through a lot of hard times. Um, and so that al allowed me to foster a strong mindset um, and a kind heart to connect with that. So with the, the strong core and the foundation that you actually had growing up, um, what information, what, what learning did you have to go through to actually grow as a person? Yeah, um, uh, a, a ton of suffering and pain. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so a lot of it was opening myself up. So I, was, I would hold everything in. And I think that actually affected my health later on in my life. Um, I would clamp everything down and hold everything thing in because I was, I guess, betrayed from a from a younger age, you know, and uh, and sharing um, things about myself and realizing that they weren't kept with that with the, that person that's supposed to be very loyal to you. So, for me, I would you know I would hold everything down, and that was my my defense mechanism. I would just shut down and shut off, um, and eventually. I had to learn to open up, you know, and the way that this came about is that I would come home from school and I'd, you know, go go to my room, which was, I, I coined it the dungeon because it was just past my grandfather's um, architecture drawing board and it was just down the side, so I'd just shoot off into the dungeon. And as soon as I turned that door, that doorknob, my grandmother would shoot up in the lounge room, uh, you know, 80-year-old woman, and she'd come to the front door and she'd just ask me questions, ask me questions about my, um, my day, ask me questions about everything and just tell me how much she loved me. And... For me, you know, that really allowed me to open up. She was creating the space, you know, mm -hmm. as you're creating the space for this conversation, she was creating the space for me to slowly, slowly open up. And that allowed me to kind of come in like an avalanche. And <laughs> unfortunately for her, probably some late night calls and all that sort of thing. But, you know, we still chat, we chatted this morning. So, um, yeah, 
someone that was there to actually create the space for me to open my valve. Yep. Really. All right. So you've got an, a very inspiring story to say, um, to tell everybody. Can you share a bit of that story with us? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so through through the teenage years that were quite tough and like I said, holding holding myself down, um, about two months after school, after after school finished, I got quite sick, got quite ill. Um, you know, I just remember coming home from the gym one night, you know, I was very big into the gym. I was playing rugby Saturday, Sunday, so all about the biceps and the pecs and I was coming home and you know, I sat on the couch and Independence Day was on, you know, watching all these aliens. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is a great movie. And <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden uh, I got really cold, so I had to take all my clothes off. I was sitting on the couch, stark naked. And then a few seconds later it got really hot and I had to put everything on. So this continued for a little while. The next night I actually collapsed on the tiles and I was laying there for about 20 minutes. So I got more and more sick. Um, and eventually I said, look, I need to get to the hospital and uh, you know, I need to go and... Um, I got taken down to my grandparents' house and they took me up to my uncle. He said, this guy's got, you know, Kyle's got a virus. He needs to go to a doctor or or, or um, you take him to the hospital straight away. Went to the doctor and the doctor, you know, he's this lovely Chinese doctor. I've known him for years and years. When I was going through some hard times, he had this book there for me titled Hope. And he had these beautiful landscapes and these quotes in that book, you know. So it was more than just a doctor, you know, it was really caring. And he... Um, he looked at the tips of my fingers um, and he said, you've got these red dots on your finger and it means that you've got a bug eating your heart. And so I was so sick at the time, Bronwyn, that, that you know, your peripheral vision kind of is, is foggy. You've got like a vignette around you, so you're not really aware. So emotionally you're not taking a lot of this stuff in. But I just remember being rushed to the hospital and then I was saying to my family, I can't, I can't pee or poo, you know, I can't excrete. Um, and the nurse came over and looked at my paperwork and said, what the hell are you doing down here? Um, you know, you're... Like your organs are shutting down. That's why you can't, you know, you're supposed to go straight through the ICU. That's why you can't pee or poo. So she took me through um, and the cardiologist came around and said, look, we're going to put this pipe down your throat um, and you're going to go to sleep. Um, and then I was like, okay, I was quite sick. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. And my, what I didn't know is that I had a very faint chance of making it through that night. So and the cardiologist said, look, there's not much chance of him surviving um, and we can operate, but then there's not much chance of him surviving the operation either. So my mother did something very unique um, and she called my um, stepfather who was in Ireland and she always trusted him with his, with his health advice and you know, he was a chiropractor but he also did kinesiology and he had you know, different, different things that he knew um, and you know, she was looking for some sort of help with this decision because it was a big, big decision and he, uh, he came back with uh, the answer that he, that he thought I was too weak to, to be operated on but you know he obviously wasn't here so he, could, he couldn't you know say for sure but um he yeah so so they didn't operate and then a week later he showed up and i was there woke up in the hospital had a bit of weetabix and vomited straight up on my hospital gown and i realized okay something's not right here and he, he was sitting opposite me he said kyle this is the situation you've got this three centimeter bug eating a hole into your heart um and if we don't do anything about it you're going to die um, there's two options here. So you can go down the medical route, um, which means you have, uh, they cut a chunk of your heart out um, and you're going to have a metal attachment. You know, this is how your life's going to be compromised. Um, this is all the information. This is where you sign the dotted line if you want to have that. He said, otherwise, there's another option and it's called the alkaline diet. Basically, what we do is we do a juice fast and we starve your body from any sugars. 
So the bug has no, no sustenance for it to survive and eventually it will die out. Um, and for me, I came straight out of rugby, so I just knew about protein. That's pretty much my, my nutrition understanding. But, you know, I believed in him. I looked him in the eyes. I said, do you believe this could work? Um, and he said, yeah, I believe it can work. Oh. And so I said, all right, let's give it a go. And then I began that journey. So through all of this and after everything that you've been in, you've come out with a book. You are in the process of finalizing your book. Yes, correct. Yes. And, and obviously you can tell there's, there's quite a bit to the story. So, so the, the book dives a little bit deeper. And yeah, um, the, the book is titled Decide Your Destiny. Yep. Um, and it, I mean, that's a quote from my grandfather just one day sitting in the lounge room, just turning to me with this boyish smile on his face when I was 18 and saying, decide your destiny. And we go, what? He said, decide your destiny. I said, what are you saying, Clive? He said, make sure in your life that you decide your destiny. Whatever you do, that you decide your destiny. So that's where the title came from. And then, yeah, it's, it's a book on belief and inspiration. And, you know, it goes through quite a few things. And it's written from someone who's still a bit younger, but might be able to share some of the lessons he's learned along the way. So with that, it's, it's a story of inspiration. And I'm going to get you to give us more information about the oh, book because yeah, we want to sure. know more about this. For sure. I, was, I wasn't sure if you wanted to pull more out, but look at you. The, <laughs> the old soul gazer on the other side there. Um, yeah, so, so it's... Um, it's, it covers seven sections, and the first section is youth. It's central. Is, it's around my young challenges and kind of, you know, some abuse, um, getting into a lot of fights, going through that sort of period of my life, a lot of death surrounding my my young experience, and going through that sort of stage and realizing I could have gone either way, you know. And then and then through that, you know, I, I touch on um, heroes. So heroes were people like my grandparents, um, people like um, my stepdad Ward that you just heard of who came into my life at the right time, because obviously we don't have all the information or resources at our, hand, our fingertips. We need to source that from someone. So it goes into heroes and then it goes into um, purpose and, and family. And family was a big one because I never really understood the structures and the importance of family. So I had to learn that through the relationships that I had uh, in my life. And yeah, it goes into heart and soul, which goes deep into how I healed my heart naturally. Um, and yeah, and, and how I still maintain uh a strong heart to this day through the many surgeries and procedures that I've had onwards. And then obviously towards the end, you know, talk about wisdom and God and faith and believing in something greater than yourself. Yeah. So you've definitely got the experience of seeing into the soul of someone because you've actually had that experience. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. So we're going to hear more about how to actually get the most from your profile pic after this short break. Welcome back to Business Shakers. My name is Bronwyn and I am here with Kyle Spirides from Soul Gazing Photography. I'm getting better at that. You are <laughs> just a pro. This is incredible. All right. So we're going into this section of the conversation about how to get the most out of your profile picture for your business. This is something we all want to know. We were just talking about taking selfies off air and how I... Uh, jump around in the light to get the best photo. <laughs> well, look, you're already starting somewhere. That's good. All right. So my question is, what is the best picture to use for your business profile? So the best picture to use for your business profile would be a photograph where you have soft eyes, you have an approachable posture, and you seem relaxed, but you're also engaged in the lens of the image, so in the lens of the camera. So basically what you're trying to get out of the photograph is that it's something that will entice someone to 
check you out, <laughs> to take a deeper look at you and to be, you know, interested in who you are, you know, scrolling through hundreds and hundreds of bits of content every day and we want to see that image where we go, oh, who is this person? She's got an interesting look in her eyes, you know, or who's this, who's this gentleman? You know, he's got quite a quite an interesting look in his eyes. He looks quite approachable, you know. So I feel like I'm leaning us down towards Tinder. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I was just about to say something. I'm going, don't smile so loud because yeah. start laughing because I've got a comment coming out. <laughs> so, so people are going to go, yes, I need a great profile picture. Are we taking a professional photo or are we taking the casual AKA going for the dating look app, which way is it? So professional, professional. So professional is going to be, I think what what I'm probably working on trying to um, break away is the professional stance that is unapproachable. Mm -hmm. So you can be professional, but you can also be approachable. And that's kind of in your eyes. That's kind of in the connection that you're having with the lens and in your posture a little bit, you know. So you can be, you can... Uh, your kind of what you're doing so a lot of photography i do is branding photography so we're getting the elements that that person's going to be using in their business day to day so those little signals in the camera in the in the frame will speak to the viewer that this is a professional this is someone who um you know maybe they're a copywriter maybe they're a, a web developer maybe they're a graphic designer it'll, it'll speak to those um with the elements that you put in your image it will speak to the viewer but you also want to be able to have something that's approachable so know going straight for professional i think that's very old school yep. people really want real and raw and a connection and yep. go can i trust you because at the end of the day you could be super professional and you can tell me about all your accolades but if you're like staring me down in the image then i don't know if i'm going to give you a buzz okay, fair enough so selfie the, the advice the way, way i'm going around this do we want to take a selfie or do we actually want to hire someone like yourself to take the photograph Look, you know, start start with what you have. If you, if you if you if you have your phone and you want to try things out and work things out, start with what you have. I always I'm always a big proponent of starting with what you have. Um, if you are going to do a selfie, like you said, you know, get somewhere with like nice soft lights. Um, hit up Bronwyn; she'll she'll be able to tell you how. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and 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 make sure you know you're putting that lens far away from your your face because that lens it's more of a fisheye lens, more of a wider lens. It's going to accentuate your schnoz. And for me, being a Greek fella, I, you know, that, that's that's a no-go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so and then eventually I would suggest hiring someone um, and really work out their portfolio. So have a look at them because I've had people that have told me, shown me their wedding photographs and their heads were chopped off and their feet were chopped off and I'm just going, who did you hire? And they said, oh, this guy came, you know, highly recommended and, you know, he said he was just out of university. But he, So be really, you know, prudent with who you hire. Look at their work, ask them lots of questions and find out if they're the right fit for the photographs that you're, you are after. All right, so going with the right fit, because I know there's different specialities when it comes to individual professions. So with the photographers, you've got your fashion, you've got your your uh, bridal, you've got your family photos, and then obviously you've got the professional commercial side of things. How does somebody actually navigate what style of photo that they actually want to use? Yeah, so, I mean, you have to look at probably one of the great things as a business owner is you look at other business owners. So say if you're bringing out a range of products, you know, and you're going, okay, how, how has business owners brought out these products before? What are the elements that they include? And, you know, that's probably your first initiation of going on Pinterest or speaking to a few of your friends and working out what, what sort of elements you want in the image. 
And then when you're sourcing a photographer, it's really got to align with what your vision is. You know, yep. I, I really want, a, you know, an amazing photograph that looks like it's on a billboard for my products. Let me find that photographer. Or I really want a casual photograph of me helping mums out with yoga on the weekend. You know, who's that sort of lifestyle photographer that I'm looking for? So that's where, you know, your vision comes into play first and then you've got to join the photographer to that vision. Sometimes I get clients that, that don't know really what they want and a lot of people don't necessarily know what they want. And that's where have a consultation, chat with them, ask them questions and find out if they're the right fit, you know. And, that, and that's down to how you guys get along. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can call them quite quickly. So if you give them a call and you have a conversation with them and you like a bit of their work but you're not truly sure if they're going to take on your project like you are taking on like a, you know your, your newborn baby mm-hmm. then ask them questions you know find out what they can do how they can help you um if they're good then they will have a lot of answers okay so with the research and actually finding somebody to do the photos is, are you going out physically and googling the information or are you going word of mouth is which is the better way to go Great question, great question. Um, yeah, so, you know, Googling, you, you're never quite sure exactly what you can get. Um, and word of mouth, you know, it's a trusted resource. So for me, the way that I buy it, a lot of it is word of mouth, you know. And I think with word of mouth, you have to do a lot less research on the person because, you know, you're coming, they're coming from a trusted ally, you hope. Okay. And with Googling, yeah, I mean, you, you really have to reach out to them. So so don't just look at all their work because, you know, a lot of people nowadays, you can really fake a lot and you can kind of have, you know, someone else's portfolio as your name or something like that. You know, be be prudent in how you research and, and find the right person for you. So ask those questions because once you got them on the day, you know, there's nothing worse. I heard someone recently, they were going to have their wedding photos and the person showed up with a phone and they like called the person, like called another a friend of mine who was a wedding photographer and no one could cover them, but they were just, it just ruined the whole thing for them because they just, that wasn't what they were told, you know. Ah. So be prudent. All right. So with the fake portfolios, is that something that's common in the industry? Um, thankfully, not, not, not here, mm-hmm. not here necessarily. But look, it's, I wouldn't say it's something common, but it's something to look out for. Okay. You know, just be wary of it, you know, because someone could need to fill out different parts of their portfolio and have an amazing website. And unfortunately with copyright it, and, and images, it's very easy to steal other people's images, you know. So, you know, with those laws, it's very easy to steal other people's images. So really ask them for specific images or, you know, go on the Instagram, really source them because you can find, you, you, the more you scroll, the, the, <laughs> the more truth you can discover. That is true. So what is the best picture that someone should use to represent their business? You. I would say uh, so. Yeah, even with products, like I'm working with one person who has products at the moment, um, and they're wanting to build out their website a little bit more, and I want to include them in with their products, you know, because that's that's them, that that's their treasure, that's their their tea that they make, you know, that's their their whatever the candles that they make, that's that's a part of them. They're adding their value to that object to sell to people. So the best the best photograph you can have for your business is you working what you're doing so you know it's not i guess the tinder pic or it's not just any casual old pic it's photograph of you you know whether you're kind of you know in the process of doing the work or you're with a client or you're you know at a speaking engagement or whatever it is you want those photographs that really show you doing what the person is coming to the website for they want to see okay great the images fit the content you know 
and also this person looks like a real human on this 2D digital format, great, let me get in contact with them or let okay. me look at, look, let me scroll a little bit more. So going with that, I know you've just said it, I'm going to ask one more time, yeah, for sure, is yeah. where should the pictures be taken? Yeah, oh yeah, so, so location, 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 it's uh, integral. So for me, I love taking photographs outside. I love um, getting out there in the environment, um, you know, headshots in front of the skyline, um, you know, environmental photographs by, by, you know, by the beach for, for, for a, a client who ran, ran a yoga studio. So I really like to bring in the environment. So it is looking at your business and what are you going for? Because all the photograph is, is it's, and the website, is it's a, it's a way of delivering a message. So what is a message that you want to land in the hearts and in the souls of the person who's viewing it? You know, do they need to see you? If, you're, you know, if, you're, if your gym is trying to train people that are elderly, do they need to see you, you know, stretching the, the young bird out or, or you know, you know the, the young guy working out at the gym? No, they really need to see you caring for the elderly person in the gym because that's your target market. So really understanding what your business is who your clients are and how you provide value to them and then translating that into an image. And then that's where we that's when we choose the environment. You know, great, we're gonna shoot at the gym, we're gonna shoot at the beach, you know, we're gonna shoot at the bar. Not really, but you know, you can get creative. <laughs> All right, so lastly, what is the best tip for somebody needing a profile picture or wanting that picture for their business? What is the best tip you can give them? The best tip is take plenty of photographs because it takes a while to get rid of that veil. It takes a while to get to that image, you know, so it's really a search, you know, the first few images you're not going to enjoy. I mean, I do, I do daily vlogs at the moment. And I know even to this day, it's the first few, oh great, okay, I'm getting to the mode, I'm getting to the room, I'm getting rid of my veil, getting rid of my ego, whatever it is. So, you know, Take plenty, plenty of photographs until you get there and don't give up, you know, because you will want to give up and in shoots, you know, there's times where clients will want to go, gosh, you know, this is, oh, I'm not feeling this. And you just have to calm yourself down and just go, look, we're getting there. We've got a goal. We've got a vision. Yep. We just have to stick to it and we'll eventually get that image that you're going to be proud of. And that's what you want at the end of the day. You want an image that you're proud of. Uh, so we are at the end of our segments. I have to learn actually how to wrap this up smoothly, but happy to tackle any questions from our listeners. So if you send it through on our page, we will get Kyle to actually answer those for you. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Kyle. Kyle is from Soul Gazing Photography. The information will be up on the Facebook page and the link will be available on Spotify when this is released as a podcast. And also we will release the date for Kyle's book when it comes out in the coming weeks and i'm pretty sure there's a pre-orders link that'll go up as well yes correct perfect so i would love your feedback here on drnn drn1 don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our facebook page and instagram so we have facebook instagram and linkedin so definitely follow us give us a like and uh, also coming up news, we've got a networking event, a huge business event at the end of April. There's, we've got some great speakers who will be joining us and the dates will be released on our socials. So super excited about that. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Business Shakers and thank you, Kyle, again for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, business Shakers is all about shaking the BS of business that no one tells you about. My name is Bronwyn Lunderstead. Stay dedicated because great things take time. Mm -hmm.